Hey, who do you think would win a fight? What, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark five never fail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 71 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Bonjour. This is Chris. That was really good. And in the house. Hey, it's Dan. Dan is back again. Steve, you just gave the fastest intro I've ever heard. You think so? You like raced through it. Wow. You think you've said enough? I think I have. I can say it in my sleep now. <laughs> How is everybody? Uh, excellent. Yeah. Good. Is that a question or an answer? Well, I'm well. Good, good. How are you? Hanging in there. Feeling a little, uh, I think I might be getting sick, but no. I'm not positive. Uh-oh. Yes. So I've been waking up with an itchy throat for the past four days, but then it's usually gone by like nine. As long as it's not the flu. That's been going around, I've heard. A bunch of my students have been out. There's one student I haven't seen in a week and a half. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that student might be dead. <laughs> no. No, I've been emailing home, so, uh, so he's okay. All right, so it's a cover-up. Maybe. It might be. Um, so, uh, I have some poll results I'd like to, uh, share with you all. Uh, this is the first episode we have recorded since the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're, you're happy? I wasn't going to rub it in. I'm trying to be. I well, just... I'm surprised you haven't said it because the last week you started, or two weeks, episodes ago, you started off with the Eagles' uh, fight song. Well, that was my one thing. I didn't want to like hammer. Hey, it you earned it. You should. You should gloat in your glory. All right. Well, we're going to win the NFC East for like the next five years. <laughs> the Giants are going to be one of the worst teams. You're probably right, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Uh, so yeah, so a couple uh, weeks ago, uh, in honor of the superb owl going on can't say because it's trademarked unless we say the uh, puppy bowl post game show um there was a episode where we had mr owl from tootsie pop going up against owl from winnie the pooh to see who would be the most superb owl and currently the votes are mr owl tootsie pop 70 percent with owl winnie the pooh 30 percent pretty good leads so that's two in the row two in a row that you uh have an advantage on there, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're taking that. And very important to mention for that episode, our tweets were liked by the official Tootsie Roll Twitter account and the official Mr. Owl Twitter account. That's a pretty big deal. It's a huge deal. They don't just like anyone who mentions Tootsie Pops. Not at all. I think they do, but... No, don't say that. <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep going. First, we had the unofficial Fuller House Wikipedia Twitter page... <laughs> Liking us, now we got uh, Mr. Owl's uh, Twitter account also. Uh, so thank you for everyone who voted in that um, of the airing. No, this one's done. This episode, this this poll's over. So, oh, all right. So yeah, people can't vote in anymore. Sorry. All right, go me. Yeah. Another victory. Yeah, you won that one. Um, in addition, though, as of today, I'm going to sporadically release the um, Pokemon Olympic uh, episode part one's polls out there. Um, just so that way it's not all... At once, but as of now, I released the uh, Who Would Win Snowboarding 
between Pikachu, Totodile, and Squirtle. Mm -hmm. And currently, we have Pikachu, 44%. All right. Totodile, 22%. Meh. And Squirtle with 34%. So Chris nice. currently has the lead with that one. I've never won an Olympics uh, poll before. Really? I lost this, every single one last, last one we your, did. This is your <sighs> chance. You just didn't pick the best Pokemon. This is your uh, time. I did pick the best Pokemon. This, <laughs> this, this is your time. This is your time. <laughs> so um, look, keep an eye out for those polls. Um, and you can vote in those as well. Um, Chris. Yes, Steve. We also have a fan review. A fan review? That's right. You know what time it is. It's fake background time. <laughs> you know it. So, Chris, you want to share the review that we got from one of our fans? Sure. So, uh, this review is from uh, Sharon F. Or Sharon. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, she writes, or he. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I'm just guessing. Love this show. With six exclamation points, and then cat emoji with heart eyes, regular cat emoji, cat emoji with heart eyes, regular cat emoji, cat emoji with heart eyes, regular cat emoji. I'll take it. Five stars. Great review. Thank you for the Short review. And sweet. Yeah. All praise. No criticism. Love that. Yeah. And so here's what I'm thinking for. All right. I'm just going to say, how would you, would you guys, do you think Sharon, Sharon, Sharon how would you say that? I might see Sharon. Sharon. C-H-A-R-O-N-E. I think Sharon. All right. I'm just going to say, like, cat person, I think. I don't well, Sharon like... would be an S-H. Right. Be... That's what I'm thinking. Sharon? Ch yeah, like... Sharon? Like, this could be... Uh, Charon? This could be a... Charon? Maybe a guy's name. I don't want to, like, keep saying she and being wrong. So I'm just going to say this cat person. Okay. And that was honestly where my mind first went, like, oh... You know, you're like, Chris does fake reviews. He kind of latches on to the most obvious thing and goes with it. So he's just going to say this person's a cat, right? A cat who, like, learned to use a phone and then subscribed to Podbean and listened to podcasts and then left a review. <laughs> and I was like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> so I actually think this is just a normal person. This is just a regular, every everyday person who likes cats, a normal amount, healthy amount of cat liking, and... They left us a nice review because they like our good podcast, which we've never talked about cats on. Apologies. I don't think we've ever done a uh, an episode involving cats, have we? We've done Wolverine, who has claws that are kind of like cat claws. This is true. But that's, have that's we talked about quite Wolverine? A, quite a stretch. Yeah, for Logan. We, we did talk didn't about Didn't you do... Uh, X oh, X-23. X yeah. That's okay. right. Yeah, all which, right. All right, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe we should try to in, we should, integrate we should, more cats. We should branch out. Maybe we could have Allie on an episode that involves cats. Cause... I did think for a second when I first saw the cats that maybe this was from Allie. It's possible. You're... But she already left a review. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah, she already did. Cause... Unless she created a whole new iTunes account, Apple account. I don't I don't think she did. Oh, I also forgot to say this is a five-star review. I should have said. Five stars, six cats, six explanation points. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, at Sharon F or at Charon F. Maybe so we can char, say char one? Char, char oh maybe Char one. Maybe they can do it phonetically, how like how they would pronounce themselves. Char one. I don't know. There's a lot to dis dissect here. But anyway, thank you so much uh for leaving us a review. We I mean that is kind of a cat ground. That is kind of a name a cat would have. But it's just yes. a regular person. It's just yeah. a it's just a normal adult who likes cats who listens to podcasts. Yeah, that's nothing it. nothing to see here, really. Um, wouldn't it be funny if this was the review I got wrong and it was actually a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Someone sends us a picture of their cat, like on their laptop, like leaving reviews on iTunes. Like we'll slap our around. podcast is the yeah. only thing that can get their cat to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Jackson galaxy. Move aside, pal. 
We're moving in. Who would win cast? Who <laughs> would win cast? We're, we're, we're taking over. Um, so please remember, uh, if you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, we will give you a uh, fictional background. Uh, we will do the best we can. There are a couple more that we also have that we will do going forward um, in our upcoming episodes. You guys ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Ready. Okay, so please remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us on through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris. Yes, And or Dan. What are we talking about today? We're doing part two Pokemon. Part two Pokemon Olympics. The Winter Olympics officially started. Uh, what, what are we thinking so far? Do we think are we enjoying it? Are we not enjoying it? Uh, did North Korea attack yet? What's going on? Uh, so North Korea and South Korea have been very like friendly. So let's not make fun of them too much because they're I trying. I know. I, I apologize, North Korea. I don't want to make you sound awful. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> historically, you're awful. I um I th- I thought that the gesture of having them under one unified nation was, was very nice. nice. I agree. I think having them walk out together was very nice. They're, they have a joint women's hockey team. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and having Kim Jong Un's sister uh, sit like right, it wasn't next to. It was like kind of like behind the president of South Korea, and they shook hands at one point. Yeah, it was very nice. So she didn't seem that happy when they cut to her a couple times, though. Yeah, she really didn't. I don't know. There, uh, have you seen their cheerleading squad? Yeah, uh, <laughs> are you. You. So I heard someone mention it when we were watching the opening ceremony. Yeah, they have this like I don't know twenty child group uh cheerleading squad that is just like choreographed yeah they do not stop like and they're at every event i don't know how they're at every all right i'm I'm exaggerating (laughs) a little bit but like whenever you see an event go on and it's involving korea they're like up look up there there's a north korean cheerleading squad and they're up there doing their little dance and whatnot but huh yeah that's actually why i said my greeting in french because french and english are the official languages of the olympics the Olympics has official languages? Yes. Yeah. That's why if you notice during the opening ceremonies, they said it in French, they said it in English, and then they said it in Korea. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, I don't know, counterproductive. I feel like the whole point of the Olympics is supposed to be about like international unity. And uh, if you just pick two and you're like, oh, these are the ones we're using. I'm not sure what went into that decision, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, I'm sure most people in the world either speak English, French, and then the host nation's language. You also have Chinese. Well, I was going to say Chinese isn't being spoken there either. That's not really... I don't know. I don't like that. I don't think I like that. I'm sorry if I ruined your day. <laughs> That's all right. But uh, yeah, there's been some great games. I spent all day today watching. I saw... What did I see? I saw biathlon. I saw speed skating. That was really cool. Oh, yes. The Dutch took first, second, and third place in the 3,000 meter yes. uh, speed that's a, that's skating. a long track event that they dominate at all the time. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're not quite as good as short track, but they are still competitive. They're so good. Like the American girl, she came in like twenty second place in the long track. In the long track, correct. In, yeah, the, in uh, the in the short track, the American girl that's been getting a lot of TV time. Her name's like Mamie. Uh huh. She, is she the one that's like really bubbly. Yeah, she's eighteen. She seems so happy to be yeah. there. Yeah. She advanced to the next round. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Great. Yeah, cool. Root for her. What's her name again? I think it's Mamie. Mamie. I forget her last name. That's a, okay. So go Mamie. We support you. Yep. Um, I saw some long distance shopping this morning. Uh, ski jumping. I did too. Yeah, it was, it was some, pretty fascinating. There, it was really cool. Like the wind problems they were having were pretty, uh, pretty so intense. I learned that that sport actually, ca- like, uh, compensates for wind in the scoring. They do. Like your your target jump will take into account the wind. 
Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it constantly fluctuates. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you need to be 110 meters. Actually, no, 105 exactly. based off of you, the wind. So they put a green line to show the, the 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 current leader, and it'll move. And if you're like, why is it moving? It's because of the it's wind. Because of the wind. They they try to eliminate you know any random external factors yeah. you can't yeah. control. Yeah. That makes sense. I saw that there's a guy at the bottom who like calls the athlete's coach to let him know like he can go, and he only has 10 seconds to go. Really. Or the 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 coach I think can call like no don't go I don't oh, think it's a, I don't think it's a good time for you to go because okay. the wind might pick up again okay hmm. um there's a whole bunch of different calls that it's actually pretty it complicated out. it seems to me I think so I mean yeah there's a lot of things that go yeah. into it and they also look like these very specialized skis mm-hmm. very long mm-hmm. yeah probably probably some special equipment it's a cool sport I saw a guy he like slid on and he was ready to go and then his coach said they're not letting you go until like the wind dies down. So when that happens, you have to physically move off again. So you have to slide all the way back off. And then he slid back on, and he was going to go. And then they said, oh, you can't go. So then he slid off. Like, he went twice back and forth. With those giant skis, too. It took 10 minutes, and then he finally did his jump, and he had the best He had the best jump. <laughs> huh. They're all like, it was totally worth having to wait for it. So, uh, I've also seen some snowboard cross uh, over the last couple of days. I saw a little bit of clip of that. Uh, some skeleton. Did you see any of that today? I, any I didn't see that, yet, no. no. Yeah, um... There was a German who was trying to win his third gold medal in a row. And I didn't see if he did it or not. For skeleton. For skeleton, yeah. Okay. For so, single skeleton. For, too. I think there might be a double. Is there of that. a double skeleton? Yeah, it looks really weird. Oh, you no. pretty much Jesus. lay on top of the That's other guy. Scary. Yeah, it's kind of. There's some times where I'm watching Double Illusion. I can't tell that there's two people. <laughs> it looks like just one giant mob. I might be thinking of Luge, but I think it is skeleton that has doubles. Might be. I'm not sure. And I was. I also wanted to say, as of this recording, the USA has no medals yet. Yeah, currently Germany is the only one that has two, two gold medals. And I knew South Korea had one too. Did they have the first gold medal? Or no, that was I the Netherlands. I think or something? Sweden might have won the Maybe first gold. But Netherlands won four very quickly because they won a first, second, and third on the speed skating. On the speed skating, and right. they won another silver in another event. Mm. That's cool. Well, I hope uh, the games keep going on well without any hiccups. It's very enjoyable to watch. I always like watching the the, the Olympics. I, I actually I personally agree. like the Winter Olympics more, just because it's sports you never get to see any. Like, I all would the agree time. with that too. It's more it's different stuff to see. Yeah, yeah. Though I do enjoy track and field and swimming. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, swimming I love watching. I, I love, it's just like when I'm, I'm going on the TV and curling's on. I'm like, what? Curling's on? All right. <laughs> like I always get excited for that, especially because like it looks like anyone could play curling. Like you don't need to be in peak physical shape to play curling. I remember Stephen Colbert when he was on the Colbert Report. He interviewed uh, a curling member of the 2010 team to Vancouver for the United States, and he said, "Oh, you're an Olympic athlete." And the guy says, "Yes, I am." And Colbert goes, "So, can you touch your toes?" And the guy goes, "No, I cannot." And Colbert's <laughs> like, "So you're an Olympic athlete and you cannot touch your toes?" Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So if I can find that, I'll put that in the show notes if anyone wants to see that clip. He was like the, a sponsor of the 2010. Colbert? Yeah. I think he was a, I don't know if he was a sponsor, but he was like a huge supporter of one of Team USA's teams in the 2010 Olympics. Huh. I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can find any clips for it. All right. So we are continuing with part two of our Pokemon Winter Olympics. If you have not listened to part one yet, we suggest that you go back and listen to it. You don't have to listen to it to enjoy this episode, but... Just to kind of really get into that whole Olympics feel, um, we suggest that you go back and listen to that one as well. So uh, we're going to do three events, just like we did three events for the previous episode. Uh, and we're starting today with biathlon. The most interesting 
sport in the Winter Olympics, I feel. It's like, who, I would agree. Who came up with this? You don't. Yeah. It doesn't seem like those things go together. No, not at all. Oh, and those things are skiing and shooting, if anyone doesn't know. Listening. What the biathlon is. <laughs> yeah, so it's like cross-country skiing yeah. and target shooting. Exactly. Uh, very, very interesting. I was watching some of it today. Uh, some background I found out about it is that it started in, I believe, Norway. And it started because the Norwegian military was out practicing out in the snow. And I guess this was a long time ago. Um, but in order to get around, they're on skis. And since they're military, they have guns. So they were kind of doing a little bit of both of skiing and then stopping to shoot, which there's a lot involved in that because if you're, you know, really going at it with your skiing and then you have to stop mm-hmm. and hit five targets perfectly. I mean, yeah, your, your heart's beating fast. You're, you got adrenaline and you got to really calm it down. Yeah. Now what happens if you don't hit the targets? So it's a good question. So I learned that today. Uh, so if you don't hit the targets, it looks, you only have five bullets at a time and like in a casing. And if you don't hit the target, you have to do a penalty lap, which I think takes about 20 seconds. It may depend on the event because there's a couple variations of biathlon. Okay. There's individual, sprint, pursuit, mass, start, and relay. Okay. Currently. So I, it may vary, but that's, that's true. generally true. Like you're, you have to do every, some kind of penalty. For every miss, it's a penalty. It's extra time skiing. Right. Hmm. Um, so the one I was watching today was the individual. It only took like 14 minutes, I think, for them to do yeah, it. It was pretty quick, right? So, yeah. yeah Especially because I think the gold medalist didn't miss a single shot. Yes. So, uh, yeah. She didn't have any extra laps. It's just so cool to see. And what was really interesting is that I, I guess what I saw was the very, very first people using that track. So all the, um, there was no bullet marks on the targets. And then once people started going through, you could see all the old bullet marks still there on where the targets were. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to start today with the biathlon. Uh, each of us picking a Pokemon, um, gens one through three, uh, to go on the biathlon event here for the Pokemon Winter Olympics. Uh, Chris, you want to start? Oh, I would love to start, Steve. Okay. Cause I chose Ursa Ring. Who? Ursa Ring. You never heard of Ursa Ring? No, you can tell Ursa by the name. Ursa comes from the Latin word Ursa for bear. Like Ursa Major, the Big Dipper. That's also a bear somehow. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> ring. That comes, was a cup. Comes, a comes from the Latin for ring, which is a circle. Because he has a circle on his chest. Uh, I was, yeah, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I forgot to point that out. He has a circle on his chest just for some reason. And other than that, so he's a bear with a circle on his chest. That's mm-hmm. basically the summary of him. Um... To add to that a little bit, he he's kind of grumpy. I don't know. That's not that important. He evolves um, from like one of the cutest things. He too. evolves from a teddy Ursa, who's like a teddy bear, who's adorable. Mm-hmm. And Ursa Ring is kind of a grump. And you're like, what happened to you? What makes him such a grump? What? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened when he evolved. Like you might not enough honey. <laughs> yeah, maybe like Winnie the Pooh. Or I know. So, I know why he's so angry. Dan, I, I think you know why he's so angry. I do. Should I shouldn't say it now, uh, no, or should I say it later? Hold it. Hold that off for just a second. Let All me right. just explain. Let him have his uh, his. Uh... Let me explain why I picked Ursa Ring. Okay. Because I feel like Ursa Ring seems like a Russian Pokemon. Like if Pokemon were real <laughs> in the world, you would find Ursa Ring in Russia. Completely agree with that. Would you? Okay, thank I you. I completely <clears throat> agree with that. Yes. So historically, Russia has been very good at biathlon. They're not the top, but they are near the top, especially uh, early on in the history of the sport. Like, if you pull up the Wikipedia page for biathlon medals, uh, at least in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you'll see a lot of Soviet Union winners. I wonder why. They've fallen off. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to insinuate by that. In, in recently, like in the last couple Olympics, they haven't been as dominant. Hmm. But traditionally, they, they have been very good. Cold weather climate. I don't know. 
there's not a lot of things to do in Russia, so you pretty much drink and shoot guns, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, you'd think that this would be like an American sport. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it's not. It's we America's not that good. No. Um I guess because we're too heavy on the gun part. We're not as good at the skiing part. <laughs> Our accuracy is phenomenal. <laughs> and we can reload it like a champ. Five shots are enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, give, give us like 20 we shots need, and we're good to go. We need a high capacity magazine. <laughs> if they do biathlon with a machine gun, America takes it. So you, real quick, just to be like, you're like, you can't just be like, oh, he's Russian, he's good at the sport. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, because he's Russian, he's going to be good at the sport. He has a natural born advantage. And you also might be thinking, bears can't even hold a gun. But it appears to me from the images of Ursaring that he has an opposable thumb. Like okay. it's uh so I think even though his claws are long, it'd be a little awkward. He might have a specialized gun. I think he can physically hold a gun. He's he's bipedal, he can walk on legs, so he'll be able to ski. So he's he can actually like do the sport, and then hopefully his natu- natural Russian abilities will kick in. How heavy is he? Uh, or he's, she. He's decently heavy. He's like 277 pounds, 125 kilograms. So that'd be kind of Not on the heavier exactly side anything. for an Olympian doing the biathlon, I feel. E- probably. Yeah. Probably. Most likely. So can I just say that... Um, you want to talk about the bear in the room? <laughs> the only reason <clears throat> Russians were good in the 80s was because of, uh, you know, government-sponsored doping. So... Um, and he knows this, this current Olympics that they, uh, had a whole issue with them doping. So, well, to generalize it back to the eighties is kind of speculation. Like you don't know that for sure. Rocky four. <laughs> right. Well, Wait, so we're using Rocky uh, four as fact. I mean, Rocky yes. four is basically a true story, but <laughs> Rocky did end the cold, but War. that wasn't in the Olympics. That, that was a, uh, a boxing. That was not an Olympic boxing event. That's true. So you can't you can't totally count Rocky against me. All right, but like Dan brought up, is is he going to be able to participate? Because Russians are not allowed to participate in this Olympics, but they they are. Mm, that's but a good they, point. They have to uh, play under the um, the Olympic flag, and they have to be called what are they called? Olympic well, athletes from Russia. I think their uh, technical name uh, is now. Olympians from Russia? Olympians from Russia, something like that. It says like lines. OAR on their jerseys. Olympian athletes from Russia. Yeah, Olympi- Olympic athletes from Russia. Yeah. So would he be allowed to, uh, do you think he'd clear the test and be allowed to participate? I hope so. <laughs> that was a really long pause. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was like, all right, can a bear take steroids? Would Do steroids work on a bear? I'm not sure. I, I doubt they wouldn't work. I mean, they probably do, right? It probably makes sense. But. Yeah. So, all right. So, so that's what we got. So, Chris is okay with doping. Got so, Chris it. is okay with doping. Well, we are allowing Pokemon in the Olympics. I, I mean. just feel like he's going to be very heavy. Can bears reach behind their back? Because he's going to have to be able to reach behind his back to get his gun. Can he right, reload? There's other things you can do. You can... Well, is that if that's the kind of arguments you're making, I can't wait to talk about your guys' people, but... <laughs> I think he could. If, if he can't reach exactly behind his back, he can kind of shake it down. He can have an alternate carry. Like, maybe he carries it on his waist, and he just can grab down on his waist. He like, has to go against like, a tree. If, and I don't know like if that's the tree. rules. I think the rules is you have to have it on your back. But granted, the rules are you have to be human, so you we are also, we are bending the rules. You also here. need to have a free side so, so you can ski. Uses the poles. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean, Chris has already argued that he does have opposable thumbs, so yes, he would also be able to hold his ski poles if necessary. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's hear about your Pokemon, all right? <laughs> all right. So I am picking Jinx. Jinx is a Generation 1 Pokemon. And 
how would you describe the way Jinx looks? She looks kind of like an opera singer. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, with really, really long blonde hair. Uh, she has purple skin. Now she does. Now she has purple <laughs> skin, yeah. Uh, and she has a uh, flowing dress. One of the reasons I picked Jinx was because uh, she is an ice and psychic Pokemon. So she does have experience being with ice and snow and those types of things. So yeah. that won't harm her. Um, she also has her... Uh, she has five fingers, one, one of which is an opposable thumb. So she'd have no problem using the ski poles or uh, shooting the guns necessary for the... The, the shooting portions. Now, when it comes to her being psychic, I would argue that she would be able to use uh, some psychic moves that would throw off the other competitors. Now, this is something we've been debating since so our... So cheating. Well, this is the thing we've been debating since our Summer Olympics Pokemon event a year and a half ago. Can Pokemon use their attacks against one another in the Pokemon Olympics? Are they allowed well, to let, do those let types me, of things? Let me ask you this. Okay. Are, can human at Olympic athletes use their attacks against other athletes? <laughs> Uh, ask Tanya Harding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, if you get caught, I'd say no. Um, but if, if, if Jinx, um, if she needed to, she has a technique called the lovely kiss. Now, to an average bystander, Jinx just giving a kiss to somebody else in like midair, like blowing a kiss. You don't know what that is. You might just think she's, you know, kind of just doing like, ooh, good luck kind of thing to you, you know? <laughs> Very French. Yeah, exactly. In reality, though, she is causing confusion to some of the other Pokemon. What way to use a Pokemon move there? That's it. Exactly. But the average human might not know what that was. That's Psychic Pokemon are, like, the best for that. Like, mm -hmm. they have some abilities that would just be so powerful. It's very subtle. You don't know what's happening. And uh, like I said, she'd be able to uh, confuse uh, her opponents. Even beyond that, like they could use telekinesis to move their bullets to the target. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Psychic Pokemon really have an advantage. See, I wasn't going to argue that for her bullets, and even though you brought it up, I'm not going to use it. Um, right. But she has, um, she does have an attack. Like she has a hyper beam that she she can learn. So okay. you would use hyper beam in no, the battle? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to use hyper beam. But what I would say is, I would. As a Pokemon, use Hyper Beam to practice using, like, shooting things out and practice my accuracy and my precision in order to get ready for the shooting portion in the biathlon. Okay. Uh, like, also, just to add on real quick, she has uh, two feet, so she would be able to wear the, um, the skis necessary. In Are you sure to... she has two feet? I can't see her feet. I know. In the picture, you can't see it because her dress is there, but... Uh, she does. She she wears a red gown that hides her feet and has white arms with purple hands. Dan, you got any um, arguments against Jinx here? You want me to jump in? Well, okay. So if we are allowing you to do that, we also are allowing Chris to dope. Thank you. No, I'm not saying that we're giving him them rare candy. I'm just saying that they can use their attacks. We're not promoting them with external stimuli here, letting them jump levels. They're just using their natural inherent abilities. All right. So if you're going to allow that, then you're going to allow that later on then in my arguments. <laughs> Does that depend on one of your arguments? It could. I wasn't going to go there, but I can. I don't know. What do we say, judges? Let's see. Well, we have to leave it up to the voters. This is true. I have some more physical arguments against you I want to bring up. Okay. 
couple things. You already mentioned her dress. Correct. That's going to cause issues skiing. Yeah, She's I thought, trip definitely. over it. I knew you were going to bring that up. Um, I'm assuming that all of our Pokemons have coaches, just like Pokemon <laughs> in the real life have coaches, right? So hopefully that the coach could like tie her, tie it up, you know. Well, that's what I was saying. Our coach would just tie it up, or he would just cut it with like scissors and just just trim it up a little bit there for her. That okay. That's You're gonna hem the dress. Yeah, I'm just gonna hem it right there. I mean, that's not really hemming. That's just completely. Just, just I'm, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just cutting. Quick and dirty. Exactly. A couple just of other things. Um, Jinx apparently to me does not have eyebrows or eyelids. Okay. So she's going to be skiing in cold weather. That's just going to mess with your eyes. It's going to dry them out. I mean, she mm. is ice. She is an ice Pokemon, so I'm not really worried about the cold conditions. All right, fair point. Okay. Third point. Jinx is a, uh, uh, I would use the phrase, a well-endowed Pokemon. Okay. She has la- a large <laughs> a large bosom. Okay. okay. I feel like this is going to get in the way of her gun when shooting. She's gonna. She can't hold it up close to her body. She's going to have to be like... She, account for her her she chest. Has a, she has an armpit. She can just put it in Look, where her shoulder is. But then the right... So say she's right-handed. When she tucks it into her armpit, her right, you know, chest is going to be too... It's going to have to push it out. It's going to mess up her aiming. Or she can just raise it up higher. Okay, well then that's Not still just... Form. That's, that's still just like an adjustment she has Not to make. Not good form. He's got a freaking bear. <laughs> it's not a human. I have, a, I have an anatomical bear that, like, can use his limbs and stuff. Jinx is like... I don't know. I was trying to think of someone. I've with... never seen Jinx do anything like athletic. I don't think I've seen any of these Pokemon ever do any of the things that we're talking about. Well, not in like the sense of like running and jumping, but more like just walking and doing something that isn't just singing and making psychic things. You are um, stereotyping her with what she's supposed to do, what society wants her to do. I'm trying to argue with her true potential, what she wants to do here, Dan. Let's give her the choice. One thing I want to add, uh, like Chris previously mentioned, uh, there was a controversy when they first designed Jinx. Uh, instead of giving her a purple face, they gave her a black face. And uh, there was some outcry in the United States because of racial insensitivity. So they changed it to purple. You can still see pictures today of her with a black face. Yeah. And she is a Pokemon that is 100% female. There are no male Jinxes. So, there's Jinx for you. Okay. All right. Dan, what do you got? So, I chose Polyrath. 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 Yes. Um, which is the third in the um, Poliwag evolution. So, in order for you to get him, did you trade him to another, like, uh, no, he's person? A, he's a Waterstone evolution. No, I thought he was a, you had a trade to get him. He's not, a, tra- he's not a trade. He's really? A the trades are um, Golem from... Um, Hitmonchamp? No, no. Stop. Oh, Go- Golem from, um, G- G- Groveler. Geodude, Groveler, Golem is a trade. Kadabra to Alakazam is a trade. And then Machoke, Machamp, um, Ma- yeah, Ma- yep. to Machoke to Machamp is a trade. And there's one more. Uh, oh, um, Ghastly Hunter, yes. Gengar. Hunter to Gengar. Gengar. That's a trade. <laughs> so, Polyrath, Waterstone. I apologize. But still, I mean, he had to find a Waterstone. But we're, you know, we're at that right. point. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, so Polyrath. Polyrath. So um, Polyrath is uh, third in evolution. He has feet and he has hands. He has a pole. <laughs> well, this is something that you also brought all, all, <laughs> I know. all of you guys already brought up. Um, he we'll, has, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. He has the, um, so according to his Pokedex, he has uh, powerful muscles in his arms and legs that never tire. Nice. That's pretty good. That is so, really good. Um, when you guys are all, you know, the doping has gone through, you no longer, <laughs> you're, you're getting the, you know, the, the road rate, 
roid rage and you no longer, you know, feeling it. Uh, and, you know, when Jinx feels like she wants to sing, um, Polyrath is going to be able to continue going on because he never tires and he's going to be going on really fast. Also, um, though he is water, he's used to being on land. Most of his time is spent on land. So he's, you know, good with um, being out there. Also, since he has opposable thumb, he's going to be able to shoot. Does he, though? Does he have an opposable thumb? Yes. I don't know for sure about that. It kind of looks like it, but he looks like he only has three fingers. He does have three fingers, but one of them is thumb. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that's going to be his weakness there. Three fingers to hold a gun and pull the trigger. Like He has giant hands. That might be a problem, too. He can't fit him on the trigger of the gun. So this is another interesting thing, too. Are each of our guns going to be specifically made to our I feel our like Pokemon? we have to say that you get some type of, you know. Right. Because, you I mean, you're a bear, it. so your fingers are going to be a lot bigger than Jinx's fingers, mm-hmm. which are going to be a lot smaller than Polyrath's glove. Polymath has some big fingers, though. If you look at his fingers, they are big. Now, you know they say let me ask you a hands. question, uh, Dan. So, uh, how's he going to carry the gun? As a backpack on his back? Is he going to be like his arms are? His arms are small. They're not that big. His is he, is his he gonna body be, is small. He's pretty much like a circle with arms and legs. Is mm-hmm. he going to be able to to reach around and and take off the gun? I think the problem is the gun's going to have to be small because he's short. Like he's he can't carry a long gun because of his small body. Well, I think he's, he's he's four foot tall, which is still pretty decent. Yeah, you can you can have a decent sized gun. You're right. Yeah. Now let me bring something up here. Uh, when it comes to the biathlon, when you do the shooting, you have to do it from standing up. You have to do it from, I believe, kneeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and you also have to do it from laying down. Right. How is he going to do that from laying down? Because once he's laying down, he's basically like a f- pancake. His eyes are attached to his body. He can't look. He can't like he turn his head up. Right. Has, he has abs of steel. He's going to be able to lift up. I don't know how he's going to be able to do that. It's going to be a little challenging there. Unless he can, like, literally, like, fold his body. Right. Which maybe he can. Like, frogs don't really have, like, bones, right? I mean, they do, but they're, like, small and, like, flexible, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Steve, I also wanted to vindicate you a little bit. So, Poliwhirl, who evolves into Poliwrath, will live with a water stone. But if you give Poliwhirl a king stone and trade him, Uh he evolves into Politoed. Oh. So he yes. does have a trade evolution. Thank so you. So I just wanted to mention that, that you were actually partially right. So. I, I, I was scrolling through some pictures here, and I did see Polytoad, and in my mind, I started thinking, how did they get to that point? So I appreciate you. Uh, yes. Yep, yep, sure, sure. So, I mean, when it comes to Dan, I'm just saying, yes, we'll, we'll say he can hold a gun. Well, yes, I'm he not has giving the... that up. I'm saying he might not be able to. So well, if which, a bear what... can hold a gun. My bear has five fingers. <laughs> Yours has three. <laughs> we'll have to do some research to see if there was ever a, an Olympic athlete did, did biathlon with missing some fingers. I'd be uh, I'd be curious to see that. I just think though it might be hard if you have to. Like, can he kneel? How is he going to kneel and shoot? He doesn't have his legs are so short. Does he not he have knees? knees? He doesn't have knees. <laughs> he has to have knees. Like literally, has to have knees if like, he walk. Jinx. Yeah. Jinx. Um, and and so in the manga he has knees. I would agree with you, Dan. He wouldn't be able to walk if he didn't have knees. Yeah, he, he just had like he just shuffles. Be, it looks so weird. All right, all right. We'll say he has knees. So uh, I, I do actually want to walk back. He might have opposable thumbs because I'm looking at Poliwhirl, who appears to have like mittens on, mm-hmm. which is pretty much a thumb and a one, like one other mitten hand. 
So assuming when he evolves, his mitten splits into two fingers, he might have an opposable thumb. But they're still very large, and still with three fingers, a gun's going to be tough. Because one of them's going to need to hold the trigger, and then you only have two left for support. So I'm saying that's his problem. I agree. I see no problem here. <laughs> Luckily, we have the fans to decide that one. All right, anything else you want to add for your for your argument before we move on to the next event? No, I think that's good. No, we're good? Just doping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving to the uh, second event in our Pokemon Olympics. My favorite winter sport, the art of curling. I love curling. It's, so much, it's so much fun to watch. I like how you called it an art. Oh, it is quite it is quite difficult. It is so beautiful to see the way the stone slides on the ice, and you have the red and the yellow color come together, and you have the nice bullseye with the blue and the white and the red. Ah, oh, it's just beautiful to watch. So we're gonna do some curling here. Anybody know uh, the background of curling or uh, how it got started? Or yeah, I assume some out of shape guys were like, "I want to be in the Olympics too." <laughs> I can slide this rock down the ice. It sounds like what that guy from like Tonga did in order to get to the Olympics. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. Um, so what happened was is that there were some people and they were sliding stones on like a frozen lake, and uh, I believe it was Ireland they were saying in the Olympics fair or Scotland when they were talking about it. I think it's Scotland. Scotland. <clears throat> oh yeah, because they were associating with golf. They were saying how um, golf and curling are very similar because it both. In, it, they both involve players screaming at inanimate objects, <laughs> and they won't move no matter how much you scream at them. And they were like showing clips of like people like swinging uh, a golf club and the, like going at the ball like left, left, or when they scream at the the curling stone, even though it has no impact on it whatsoever. But uh, I think yeah, you're screaming to your teammate to like sweep the ice, but well, no, we sometimes I'm like, yeah, sometimes yes, <laughs> yes, I agree with that. But there definitely are times where they're screaming instructions that oh, have sure. nothing to do with their teammate yeah, at I'm all. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so they have the brooms, and they use and they would use the brooms to push the uh, the rocks across the ice. And in the Olympics, they use it to melt the ice in order to make the the stone move a little more or whatnot. Um, so, um, any I don't know if Dan, you, you you've done some research on it. I don't know if you wanted to add anything. Yeah, the only thing was that it was uh, <clears throat> not in the first Olympics. It was not until 1932 that it was in there. Um, and that you know it was. Done in Scotland, and it was pretty pro prominent then. Just a fun little sport. It's just th the whole idea of throwing stones down ice to score points. It's like shuffleboard, but on but ice. there's also a lot of strategy mm -hmm. and a lot of I would say a lot of skill. Like being able, it's one of those sports where like you need to be able to do something the same exact way. Yeah, like you need to know how hard to push, how much to spin it, when to let go, that kind of thing. Yep, similar to golf, where it's like it's not the most physically demanding but you really need like a high level of skill to be able to repeat the same thing over and over and over which is what makes you good at it yeah. you also need to have good communication uh traditional curling is a sport team of four you have two sweepers one person releasing and then you have one person calling down towards the uh the score area but then like kind of like we previously mentioned this olympics for the first time has mixed doubles where they have a male and female both playing with each other now i assume that with the mixed doubles, the person who threw the rock would not be allowed to get up right away and sweep it. But you are allowed to do that because I saw somebody yeah, do you that. You sometimes see them run down there and start and help sweep. Yeah, yeah I was kind of surprised. So, so that's what we're going here. We're going with curling. Uh, Dan, want to start with you? Pitching uh, whoever you got? Sure. I can never pronounce how this <laughs> that my Pokemon chose, but uh, Galay? Galay? 
Glally because has an L. Glally. So I would yeah. say like Glally. Glally. Um, it is the um, evolved form of Snorunt, who is adorable, by the way, and then evolves into Glally. <laughs> it's going to really be an interesting segment here, guys. Um, Wait, did you say Snorun is is adorable? He's adorable. Snorun is the weird. He looks like Pokemon. he looks like Aldi's. Like if you were to take the store Aldi's and put it into a Pokemon, <laughs> that's what it looks like. To me, I think of Candy Corn. If you were to take Candy Corn and make it into a Pokemon, <laughs> how about Candy Corn from Aldi's? He, he basically sure. is a, a cold Pokemon. He's like always shivering, which is adorable. Um, but anyway, so um, Gal Gali Gali. I really apologize, guys. I really do. Um, it's basically a, a giant circle. Um, he has... I'd say an oval. Uh, oval? Okay. We're getting technical here. I mean, that's here. very... That's pretty... Yeah, giant sure. sphere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he has... Uh, he has, like, ears, and he has blue eyes. Um, now, one thing that he can do is that um, he consists of a block a black rock core which is covered by ice and you can basically control ice by freezing moisture in the air around it to desire to move in any shape that he desires um so yeah so pretty cool so what i was thinking was um that he would be able to go down and be able to create um blockades through ice that he forms so would 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 he be throwing the stones? I, I was going to ask the same thing. I agree. Like once the stone is moving, he's amazing. He's, he's basically the perfect Pokemon. He basically will, he'll he'll have to hit it. He's just going to be he'll like just like bump it with his bump face. It. Yeah, <laughs> he'll okay. just run into it. it. So how does he move? Does he roll? Does he fly? Does he slide? I think he just slides. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that research. So I you really are. That's not a lot of control. You just but you're bump, really you relying on the ice manipulation. I mean, like you were just we were just talking about the the intense skill that is needed in order to let go at the right time, in order mm-hmm. to spin it at the right time, to have the right accuracy for the direction that it's going. I feel like if you just bump into it, you're not gonna be able to do any of those three things. Well, he'd be able to control the ice around it to be able to make a move. Okay. That really is the thing. Can he manipulate the ice that much to, to move it wherever he wants? Mm-hmm. So is that going to also affect the other people, the other players on the other teams? Uh, stones. Well, he can make it harder for them to um, get around them. So while they're throwing, he's going to change the course. Basically. He changes the course because you can't, you can't, you know, go in the middle of it. Actually, you could potentially after they get past that one T line, they call it, um, which is basically when it gets past a certain point, and your opponent can then start um, moving the stone away okay. from the the field. So eventually when it gets past the T-line, he can start messing with... Okay, so you'll ice. say until the T-line. That's when he's allowed to start messing with... Right, but he also can mess with the course um, Before. beforehand, leaving See, it like a hard terrain. I feel like that's really using your power to like, completely change That's really powerful. what's yeah. going on. So we're not allowing that to happen? Not allowed I, to stay, no, maintain? I'm, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I feel it's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's what he can do. That's pretty awesome. So is he going to be able to sweep? He doesn't need to sweep. He doesn't, he doesn't, need, to he doesn't need to. He just changes. Is he a one man team? How's he going to play with other people? Because he has to have show. at least it's one LeBron. person. It's LeBron. It's LeBron. You don't need the other people in the team. <laughs> oh, I thought LeBron was his teammate. <laughs> yeah, LeBron James is going to learn how. <laughs> hey, if that guy from Tonga could do it, <laughs> it's possible. Okay, I mean, everything I'm I'm shooting at Danny, he's able to come back and and punch harder. 
I don't know, Chris. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful. I wasn't yeah. going to go down here, but actually, I'll wait to the very end and I'll tell you my, my little thing. Oh, boy. Go ahead. That's pretty. All right. Want me to talk about my guy? Yeah. So I chose Shuckle. Shuckle. So cute, too. Shuckle, everyone's favorite weird-looking worm rock Pokemon. He's actually bug and rock Pokemon. And um, he's kind of like a turtle, I would say. He like lives inside of a shell with holes in it that he pokes out his arms and legs and his head. Yeah. And he has, like, a very simple face, which is, like, two lines for eyes and a line for a mouth. Like, he's not... His arms are just, like, noodles. He's not, you know, anything amazing. But he is basically a rock, which yeah. is what a curling stone is. Right. So I was going to argue two things. One, Chuckle could masquerade as a curling stone, <laughs> then be used... <laughs> He would be used accidentally in a curling match in which he would be inside of the rock, obviously, and he could manipulate, he could move his body to help out where it lands. And I was fully anticipating you guys saying, that's cheating. Mm -hmm. So then I was going to be like, well, he is a rock, so he would use his extensive knowledge of rocks to help in moving other rocks. Because he's basically really experienced with rocks. So just because you're a rock, which you're not, you have experience with rocks. No, no, he is a rock. Rocks. He is a rock. He's, he's a rock. He's a bug slash rock Pokemon. Okay. So just because he's... Okay. All right. I see what you're saying. Yes. But the rest of that is correct. Just because he's a rock, he can also move rocks. Okay. And he, he knows rocks well enough that he can take advantage of their strengths? Exactly. He's going to basically be like the rock whisperer. He's going to look at the curling rock, and he's going to be like... Sure, this was like, you know, perfectly made in Scotland. I think there are some rules about curling rocks. But anyway, he's going to be like, you know what? This rock has a slight imperfection on right here that it's going to cause it to drift. He's going to account for that in his throws. He's like the rock whisperer. So you're saying that the um, officials at the Olympics hire to check and make sure that all of the (laughs) equipment is up to standards will uh, miss the fact that the stones are imperfect? Well. Okay, picture a curling rock, right? It's basically like a gray stone, yeah. but it has that handle on top, right? Right. right. So, um, so that handle on top has to be attached, right? Correct. So imagine you could lift that out. Okay. Hollow out the inside. Okay. Put in chuckle. <laughs> Close the so top. Now you're really tempting. With you're really um, fixing up here. The uh, you're you're really changing it. Yep. All right, but then chuckle was inside. That the sounds curling like something rock. like the Russians would do. But then, <laughs> like they would like hull out. A, a, a stone and then and, put like a remote control car inside or and something then steroids and then just have it just like drive around on the ice or something but like <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> i don't see how you'd be able to control it from within a stone he can shift his weight i mean he lives in a rock he knows how to move that rock but how does he know where it, you're moving to to be honest i didn't really think of that <laughs> He went way past the, the, the circles and be like, ah, this is yeah, because he, he knows rocks. He would have he to knows. listen to his teammate to be like, oh, go to the left. And he That's just, why he's screaming. Left! Yep. Left! You know how we said they yell at inanimate objects? Maybe there's a shuckle inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, our, uh, Chuckle's not going to be throwing the rocks, though, or well, anything. Well, so how's so he going to be the alternate team? What? How's he going to be able to help your team? Whoever his team is, he's going to be part of it. Aren't the whole time they're just going to be like, hey, we're missing. Where's our fourth guy? He's in, <laughs> he's in the bathroom. Go just play without him. They're going to have to pull like a Mrs. Doubtfire type situation where like when it's Chuckle's turn, he like comes out and throws his rock. And then like he goes to the bathroom and goes inside a curling rock. And then he's the curling rock for the next time. So wait, are they going to have to 
hollow out like ten different stones. Yeah. So they're either going to have too many men on the on the ice or not enough men on the ice because they'll say, you know, he's he's not here, but he is there. The the logistics are tough. Yes. But I mean, it could make for a very funny curling event. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Would and you then, use him at all to throw rocks or to sweep or If he had to, he could. Like I said earlier, like his knowledge of rocks would help him. Okay, can he sweep? Yeah, he just... He's he just, opposable he bumps. Just, no, 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 he uses his rock body to do it. He just, like, shakes, wiggles back and forth. So we have to put him on a brush. And then he no, does... He, no, he doesn't. He, like, dry humps <laughs> he the ice. He doesn't even... Yeah, he doesn't need a brush. He <laughs> just, just gyrates. Yeah, he just, like, wiggles around. <laughs> All right, what does your guy do? Let's talk about your guy. <laughs> okay. I got War Turtle. Evolution form of Squirtle. I mean, one of the main reasons I picked him is that I would argue that he has... Thumbs and fingers that you can use to hold an item, like a br- he, like a like a brush. That's the main reason you picked him. No, I'm just using that as as points. His claws. Yeah, I, I would agree with Dan, but we'll we'll bring that up when you're done talking about him. Okay. He can also stand up, so he can stand up and sweep if need be, which is important. Not just dry humping the ice. <laughs> it would actually be wet because it's ice, so. Okay. It'd be wet humping. <laughs> Oh, no. It's dry ice, which would be awful. Um, I was watching an interview today with Matt Hamilton, who is one of the guys on the um, Olympic team. And he was saying what's very, very important about uh, sweeping is that you have to be able to get on the balls of your feet so that way you don't slip and you can have all your pressure down in order to sweep. And I think that uh, War Turtle would be able to do that with with his feet that he has. He'd be able to kind of pull up because it looks like he has toes there. Would you agree that there's toes? There's something. They're toe-shaped. <laughs> They're toe-shaped. Well, if it looks like a toe and it talks like a toe, it's a toe. I mean, it's questionable whether he even has a foot. Yeah. But I'll give that to you. That's fine. Okay, thanks. So, I mean, I'm just basically going, like, he has the physique of what a Pokemon <laughs> would need to look like and have in order to successfully be able to sweep and throw stones when it comes to curling. He has feet. He has hands. He has some type of fingers. I feel like unlike Dan's, who doesn't have feet. You've unlike Chris's, who curling. doesn't have fingers. You set the bar for curling very low. Like feet, having feet and fingers equals curling is the only thing you need to be able to do curling. I mean, your guys would not be able to play the sport curling. Uh, I mean, it's just going based off your guys. My guy can cheat at curling. Mine too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but like your guy would not be able to, Chris's person would not be able to throw he a has, stone. He has arms and legs. He can just, how? He, so you're, he's just pushing Look, it? He can, no, no, he, he has like a noodle arm. He can grip it around and he'll push himself off and he'll let go with his noodle arm. A noodle arm. Well, have you seen what, doesn't seem very, Chuckle's arms and legs look Right, like? but a noodle arm doesn't seem like it has any strength considering the word noodle. I just use that for the visual. I don't know what their I don't know his actual strength. I would I would say that he has very little strength, so that way he would really not be able to push off you of something. You don't need a lot of strength for curling. It's a finesse sport. I would agree. You don't need a ton of strength, but I don't think he has enough strength to move a rock with his hands. Uh, yeah, let's see how heavy Shuffle is. Shuffle will Shuffle weighs forty five pounds. That's enough. That's, that's a lot more than I thought. That's, it was. that's actually lot. way more than I thought it was. Too. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess his way, rock, the rock he lives. In I think it's heavy. the rock. I don't think that's coming from his arms there. There's no muscle in those arms, whatsoever. It's debatable. They do look very noodly and non-muscular. Yeah, a curling stone is also between 38 and 44 pounds. So shuckle is a, like the perfect weight of a curling stone. 
Mm. Wow, so maybe your argument of him impersonating <laughs> one might be uh, a little easier here. Um, but like I said, I mean, yes. Am I setting the bar low that that War Turtle has the basic necessities to to play this sport? Yes, but that is because both of your Pokemon don't have the necessary human parts in order to play this. Not even just the human parts, but just the parts to play the sport. I don't. I think you're missing the point here. Agree to disagree as well. Go ahead. But also, you don't even have hands. Yeah, he has like little claws. It's just a nub. Nubs. I would say with cl- with with claws. I would say that his claws are able to grip things. <laughs> That's what I would say. They might. I mean, I mean, yes, there are three little, like, spike things, I guess you could say, coming out of his hands. I mean, Squirtle had... He's coming from Squirtle, and yes, you can't just say just because the previous evolution had something, that doesn't mean the next, you know, mm-hmm. size up had that as well. But, that I mean, I would argue that he would be able to... Because, look, like, here's a picture of him right here, and it's clear that he can, like, move He can move them. them, but they're so small. Can he even grab the handle? I mean, that's what you're arguing, that my noodle arms he, can't that, do that, it. That, no, I'm not saying that they can't do it, like, they can't grab it. I'm saying that he doesn't have the strength okay. to do it. Okay. Mm. Where I think the, the, the curling stone's handle is very, very thin. It's very, very small. It's not that thick. I think that he could definitely wrap his hands around the curling stone uh, handle. So, beyond the fact that you just physically are able to hold it how can you help this how can i like help the sport how can you like win how can i win he's the only one who can (laughs) fully play the sport it's it's a very default argument he's like he's gonna win by just because no one else i mean he's a water pokemon so he has experience on ice and dealing with water and so that's not gonna hurt him being on the ice or anything like that i'm not gonna use any like special attacks or any special powers to you know, help him move the stone across the ice. I don't know. That's what I'm going with here. That's fair. That's a fair argument. Pretty. I mean, that's what I'm saying. When I, when I saw some of the other picks, I just thought basic, this guy can do the sport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll let the listeners decide. Oh, I have one other thing I want to talk about. Go ahead. Um, well, actually, two things. Sure. First thing was... Um, in case anyone's wondering, the curling stone actually can only come from one spot. I thought there were some rules, right? About, yeah. So it's an island off of, uh, Scotland, right? Yeah. It's called, um, I forget the island's name, but basically it's, it's one, the little, little small island and it's like the granite comes from there. That's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's pretty great. So if Chaco can get there, maybe he'd be able to carve out some, some stones. The island is called Elsa Craig. Oh. And that is where they get the blue hone granite to make curling stones. Interesting. Indeed. The and island has a monopoly on the stones. Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to say that uh, I'm not going to use. I'm just telling you I'm not using this. I'm just saying I could have used it. Uh <laughs> Is that the Gal- Galilee, Galilee, the one I chose? Um, <clears throat> he apparently can freeze his opponents and eat them. Oh, he can here we go again, folks. Snorlax. and eat them. So, no, so um, shuckles probably taste delicious. They're probably like little like oysters. Crack yeah. them. So you just like slurp them up. Crack their shell, slurp it out. Yeah. Turtle soup. War turtle too. Yeah. There yeah. you go. War turtle. Poor guy. All right, let's get to our last event here in our Pokemon Olympics. We have. 
which is always on television for some reason. NBC, time. NBC thinks Americans only want figure skating. Yes, figure skating. And snowboarding, but figure skating is like their number one. <laughs> now, we're doing single figure skating here. We're not doing doubles or anything crazy like that. And um, let's see what we, what we got ending out the uh, Pokemon Olympics here. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. Go for it. All right, so I'm picking Sneasel, Sneasel. Which, which is a ice dark Pokemon. Ice, another reason why I picked them. That's pretty much why I picked most of my Pokemon. Because <laughs> you don't want them to have some experience dealing you were, with ice. You were very practical with your picks. I really was. Um, Sneasel looks so cool. I love Sneasel. So, yeah. Sneasel kind of looks like a cat. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I'll give you that. Um, so, he kind of looks like a cat. Two arms, two legs, uh, two ears. One ear is very big. Or is that like are they both like that? And it's just the angle? Yeah, I think they I think they're both like that. Okay. And um Sneasel has razor sharp claws on his feet and on or his or her and on the arms as well, kinda like where the hands would be. So I'm gonna argue here that Sneasel basically has like ice skates like built into his or her feet. So he could have experience ice skating. Way before we even get to the, Olymp- to the Olympics here. I would hope that most Olympic athletes have experienced ice skating before they go to the Olympics. Yeah, me too, <laughs> Tonga. <laughs> but that always doesn't happen. So I would say that, um, I mean, basically has experience on ice, um, can uh, slide on ice if need be, um, is very, very agile, which is very important, too, when it comes to ice skating. You want to be able to bend your body in certain ways, be able to move quickly, spread your legs if you have to, jump, all those different types of things that make uh, ice skating so difficult, but also easier if you're able to do those skills. Um, so that's pretty much what I got there for Sneasel. Dan, you look like you're shaking your head. You were like, this is not going to fly. See, I'm. I think the thing that I'm concerned about is I think inherently Sneasel isn't cut up, cut out for figure skating. Why is that? Sneasel is like a vicious animal. Okay. He like. So is Tanya Harding. <laughs> wow, two two Tanya Harding jokes in one podcast. <laughs> I, know, I never thought that would never happen. Um. Well, anyway, so Sneasel steals eggs from unattended pigeon nests. Okay. That's so, horrible. He's a horrible individual. That's worse than doing steroids. <laughs> so was Tanya Harding. <laughs> um, three. And like, it's no, yeah. And is known to be a very vicious animal. I don't, I don't think that someone that vicious can be as elegant that you need to be for figure skating. You ever seen Blades of Glory? <laughs> Will Ferrell is furious in that movie. But eventually had to learn how to skate. Um, similar to, um, I'm now blanking on his name. Uh, John Heater. I mean, Nick Foles. Sorry. What? (laughs) So, okay. So you're basically saying if Sneasel wants something, Sneasel will do what it needs to get it? No. Right? That's not at all all what he's saying. I'm saying that you're... Pokemon is a horrible individual you and lack, should not be doing. So you're attacking my Pokemon's character, which I feel yeah, is not you, is not related to their skating abilities. You lack the poise and grace necessary for skating. Yeah, based on its character, though, that's all people talk about when they talk about sports. 
Um, not ice skating. I don't know if that happens a lot nowadays. Tanya Harding. Oh, we got another one. Gotcha. Exactly. So, just because Sneasel has done some uh, negative things in its past, I feel like it's a great redemption story, right? Hey, we have Sneasel. Remember a couple Olympics ago when Sneasel was like caught like stealing cocaine and <laughs> doing like all these awful things, like stealing eggs from other Pokemon, you know, like huffing rare candies and all these negative things that the press was doing for Sneasel. Sneasel's like, all right, listen, like I love ice skating. I really want to overcome these adversities. So Sneasel's going to get head on track. It's going to come to 2018, going to come to Pyeongchang and it's going to be a great redemption story. And like Sneasel, I'm making a pledge here. Sneasel is going to donate the, <laughs> all the winnings to the charity of the Olympic Committee's choice. It could go to maybe like Russian athletes. He should really that- do like a bird sanctuary for all the eggs he stole if, if if someone recommends a bird sanctuary i'll absolutely go for a bird sanctuary um i will give i will sell my olympic medal and all those proceeds will also go to helping something out also wow. sneasels are not really in it for the personal glory sneasels well, in it as a character you redemption. found a very out of character sneasel then because you changed sneasel so you're you're taking one a quality of one sneasel and you just apply it's, to all of them i mean that's kind of how pokemon work yeah. I feel like that's very general, though. Squirtle that's, Squad. That's how Pokemon work, though. That's a clan. <laughs> uh, I also need to make a quick correction. His ears aren't um, yeah, there's two. symmetrical. It's yeah. just one. I mean, he has the yeah. longer... He has a red feather on his left ear, so yeah. it's longer. I mean, kind of going with your argument, though, that all Pokemon are the same. Like, think of Ash's Pikachu. Would not go in the Pokeball. Every other Pikachu goes in Pokeballs. That one was different. And he got his whole a whole shell about him. That's how special And he's he going to get a movie about him, too. With Ryan Reynolds. Did yeah, you see yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is playing Detective a live... Pikachu? Detective Pikachu? Yeah, making a Detective Pikachu movie. It's That's amazing. It's live gonna action. Be, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's, or horrible. I don't know. It's going to be something. It's Ryan Reynolds. Probably amazing. We'll have to see. So, All right, I mean, now that's, that I've that's uh, defended my, my character's uh, actions in history, uh, let's see what we got over there. All right, want me to do mine? Sure. All right, so I chose Baltoy. Uh, Baltoy is a Gen 3. He is a ground psychic type. How would you describe him? Okay, he kind of looks like a top. Yeah, like a tiny top. He has a pointed bottom and a pointed head. Like, a point on his head. So he can spin on his bottom or his head. He has kind of like a spherical head, a spherical body, and two weird-shaped arms. So I picked Baltoy because he's literally perfectly made for doing spins. Yes. That's not all all ice skating is, though. Uh, What else is it? Skating around. (laughs) Okay, so skating around. Jumping. Okay, skating, jumping, and spinning. So, that's Bal- Balto. He can do all those things. Can he jump? I that's- don't see why not. He can kind of like compact himself and then uncompact himself to do a jump. Have you ever tried doing a top on top of ice? I don't think I ever can. Never. I don't think I've ever done that. A spinning top? Yeah. On ice? Never. Why? I've never. I, I don't know. I just feel like that. It would slide. It wouldn't be able to maintain stability. That's an interesting That's point. Pretty much when figure skaters do a spin on the ice, they're basically doing it on a one point. And but they have like a, a pointed edge to it. A pointed edge? So Dan's asking, like, does he have like a complete pointed edge underneath him? I mean, because it, to me, it's like, it looks like it's just like, you know. Like flat? Not not flat, but like it has like the, the other one's like metal. And it, like it digs into the ice. I don't think well, he's he can gonna, do he's it. He's made of, he's ground type. He's probably made of like rock. So, I mean, he could do it. The other thing is, he wouldn't just spin on the ground. He'd spin in the air, and he's perfectly... Like, you've heard quadruple axle. He can do a quintuple axle. He can probably spin so fast. That's all he is. He's made for spinning. So he's just going to spin. 
Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna Just slide gonna around. He can spin on his bottom for the like bottom spins. He can do headstands and spin for advanced tricks that I've never seen before in the Olympics. And he can jump and spin really fast to pull off like quad and quintuple spins. I don't know if he can technically do like act like you know how the ski jumps are or the figure skating jumps are like quad axle toe loop all that stuff it yeah. depends on like what foot you take off and land and stuff like that so since he doesn't actually have feet he can't really differentiate those tricks but he can still spin a lot so i mean when it comes to ice skating i feel like it's all about how you present it you know how you move and how you use your arms and your legs as well but i feel that's, like yes well, he can spin i mean that's, that's great. part of the score but also yes. like the actual tricks are where you get the bulk of your points okay the spinning tricks yes Okay. They're basically centered around spinning. I mean, yes, there are excessive spinning moves that do occur, but his arms aren't going to be moving or going out or in. I'm hoping he doesn't get dizzy. Uh, I would I, assume I mean, just genetically because, he doesn't. Yeah, like spinning is like his thing. Okay, like he's made for spinning. So. I hope so, because if not, that would that would be not a good design whatsoever. I, I agree. Or if you get confusion because of all the spinning, he gets all dizzy and the ducks start flying around his head like they do in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's what Ball Toy's doing. Okay, he's, so that's what we got for Ball Toy. I mean, like I said, if, if you know you're not seeing a whole lot there as a judge, you're seeing spinning. Yes, that's really really cool. That's what the tricks are in figure skating. <laughs> so according to uh, NBC Olympics. It says that it is a um, combined of basically spinning and jumping, um, and depending on the difficulty, it's they raise it or lower it. Exactly. Okay. He's gonna be doing tricks that no one else can do because of his spinning ability. So he's doing fifty percent of it. He can. I think he can jump. I'm not positive. <laughs> he doesn't have knees. He doesn't have knees, but like, what if he can like pull in his bottom point and just kind of spring, spring off it? Like, that, like would, that would work. Like spoink. Yeah, not as much as spoink, but right. like, just still, like he can compress and then uncompress quickly to hop. Possibly, possibly, possibly. I, I agree. I'm it's not, not impossible, not sure. but we really don't know. That yeah. Much. All right, so that's what we got there with Ball Toy. Dan, you want to finish us off here with your pick? Sure. Uh, so I'm, I really am bad at pronouncing both my names. It's really bad. You picked but, the hardest ones. Yeah. <clears throat> so I chose Kirlar, Kirlia. 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 I agree. Kirlia. Yeah, you agree that? With that? Sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm going to butcher it again and apologize. So Kirlia is basically a ballerina. Um, it's a good pick. I'm not going to lie. She looks literally when, like, when I, when like I saw this scare. pick, I thought, oh, geez. <laughs> so, um, she is a fairy and psychic type. Uh, Why well, am I saying she? It could be he. It could or be she. a he. It's fifty-fifty gender yeah, ratio. So I apologize. I'm just going to keep going down with she because this particular one's going to go. You've offended in... all the male curlias. Yes, it's going to compete in the female uh, division Concrete. of the um, <clears throat> figure skating. Good recovery. So anyway, um, she is a um, looks like a ballerina. She has a tutu and she has skinny legs with pointed feet. Um, she basically will per- like forever be in the position, um, and then can then do jumps and spins right off of it, uh, with nice ease. Um, she has also psychic connect power, so she kind of can do whatever she wants and like allows her to really dance and, um, glow gracefully throughout the ice. Um, I do not disagree with any of this. I can't things. really argue with any of that. 
Uh, I do want to bring up a concern that I would have. Okay. Do tell. The, the hair seems a little long blocking the eyes there. Might be difficult to see if you're skating and, you know, your eyes are blocked by this long hair. Yes, one eye is peeking out. I do not see another eye. But if you're moving constantly on the ice, that hair is going to shift. And I feel like it would most likely block the vision of this Pokemon. I mean, the hair is longer than the eyes go down. She's got some bangs. I think her bangs come to a point in the middle of her nose where she allows to see in both eyes. So her hair doesn't move. Well, it may move just like your your mind might move, but I think she'll still be able to see. Also, she has psychic connect power, so she will be able to understand where she is and kind of... The psychic could save her. Yes. The only thing I was going to knock you on is this is your second Ralts evolution you picked in the same Olympics. Same thing with Steve with Squirtle and Wartortle. Oh, thank you. This is so true. there you go. You guys had unoriginal picks, so people should all vote for me because I was more original. <laughs> <laughs> you just had some like perfect fits there. I mean, I will agree. Yes, both of us have hair, and our hair does move from time to time. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not spinning around and flying up in the air. Like, my hair is short. This hair is quite long on, on uh, Curlia. Curlia has long hair that covers her, could cover her face. Especially if you're doing jumps and spinning, the hair is not going to stay perfectly in place. You know, next thing you know, she's skating, and then boom, she hits a wall. But I guess she could cut it for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Same way with Jinx with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you said with your dress for Jinx. Okay, all right, fair enough. I I think that is uh, well played. Anything? So I, I, I don't have anything else. That was a... I mean, Curlia literally looks like a figure skater. <laughs> yeah, just put some skates on her, and, and and she's going completely all around. Yeah. I do want to say that um, skating originated back as early as the 13th century, and wow. basically people would go from place to place via canals, and they would go use that instead of walking, because it was faster. That's uh, partially why the Netherlands are so good at speed skating, because they, they still get around by skating. Which is kind of, like, terrifying, I think. Yeah, right? Like, what if you fall in? Like, does that happen? Yeah. So, and apparently there were some kings of England um, that were really passionate, along with Marie Antoinette. Napoleon was very big into it. And uh, some German writer named Von Goth- Gothi? Goth. Gothi? I think it'd just goth. be Goth. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But goth. Like um, well, the he's... guy in Schindler's List, Amon Goth. It's G-O-E-T-H-E. Okay. He's probably dead, so he won't know. No. I apologize. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, it's a pretty old sport. Goes way back. Yeah. So, uh, do we have some more things to talk about? Can we talk about some fun facts? Let's talk about some fun facts. So, we've mentioned a joke. We've joked about a guy from Tonga a couple times. So, I think we should explain that in Chris, case people don't know. Chris, you got it. This is this, this, this has been your guy. This you, is my favorite. Him. My favorite thing. So, if Olympic watchers may remember, uh, the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio, there was an athlete from Tonga. His name is Pita Taufotufua. I don't, that's, I'm sure that's wrong, but he came out uh, as the flag bearer, probably the only athlete from, well, I don't know. There might've been others in the summer. He was the only winter athlete. Correct. Uh, he, with shirtless wearing, I don't know, some type of skirt, like, like a, like a, uh, like a grass, like skirt. an Island grass skirt yeah. looking skirt oiled up with Coke, with some type of oil, shining, glistening body, uh, having the time of his life, just dancing, completely loving, loving, the Olympics. loving life, loving the Olympics. So he was competing in the Taekwondo in Rio. 
He lost in the first round. Didn't do very well. He uh, he, he was immediately uh, <laughs> eliminated from the competition. But he he said it was like the best time of his life because he got the party for like two weeks, right? Yeah. Yes. So he pretty much dedicated his career after that to qualifying for the Winter Olympics. So he he looked into some sports he could do, and he chose cross country skiing. What in an African country? Right. So so. Or an island nation. He chose, he chose it for a specific reason. In addition to thinking it looked kind of fun, the cross country skiing association was trying to open up, uh, membership to more countries. They didn't want to just appeal to winter cold countries. Right. They wanted to expand their presence. So they allow you to earn points to qualify, uh, in roller skating based events. (laughs) So kind of like cross country skiing on roller skates. Yeah. So he was able to do enough events to earn (laughs) points. To qualify from doing those roller skating events, except you do have to at least do one event on ice and skis to qualify for the Olympics. And score enough points. And score well enough. So basically, he spent, I don't know, a long time traveling all around to all these cross-country skiing events trying to do well enough to qualify for the Olympics. So he finally qualifies on like the last one or two days that he's eligible on a race in... I'm going to just try to say this. It's an, it's an Iceland, uh, a city in Iceland that, you know how Iceland cities are. Uh, Isafjörur. Isafjörur. I'm sure. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, he gets there during a snowstorm and does well enough to qualify. I did read there were only like eight people who made it to this race. So he almost qualified for the Olympics in the least competitive way possible. Oh it was on the last day quali- possible I, too. It does. I did say, yeah, it is on the, he qualified on January 20th, which I was well, like the, two the, weeks the before final day of the qualification period, making him the only Tongan athlete to compete in the winter Olympics where he reprised his, um, you know, oiled, his outfit, up, oiled yep. up outfit to carry the flag, having a great time. Uh, I anticipate him immediately losing and then having a great time at the Olympics. See, when I hear a story like that, I feel like it's really easy to get into the Olympics. He's so, also in great shape. So this is true. He he is in great shape. You also need to be able to qualify for a country that doesn't have a lot of athletes. That's the thing. Yeah. So Tongan had like no winner athletes. So right. any sport he can be okay at, he's going to be the best in his country at. Could you imagine all the people there in Tongan watching television when he walked out? Like, they probably lost their minds that he walked out. They're like, yeah! I, I hope so. I hope he's not, like, an embarrassment to their country. But I, I can't imagine I don't, I don't he would think be. He, I don't think he would be. No, I think he, like, he's seen as the, you know, cool guy. And Now, this is a question I have. Does your country pay for you to go to the Olympics? I would I would think it varies by country. Like, depending on how big of the sport is there. Right. Because I'm curious if he has to pay for this out of pocket. Like, yeah, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But if it's not a free trip, that can that can get expensive. I agree. Yeah, that could be expensive. I know McDonald's, like, gives out free food to the, all the Olympians. So at least he's got that covered for two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I don't know how everything else would work out with the uh, with the hotel arrangements. But, uh, but, yeah, at least he's got food. Anything else you want to add before we uh, head out of here? Did you have something earlier that you said you would talk about later? That was the uh, eating of Pokemon. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it came back. It made its uh, its appearance. Yeah, make the Snorlax. It wouldn't uh, be a Pokemon Olympics without eating other contestants. It would not be. No. Yes. Well, thank you for inviting me. Hey, thanks for coming back. I anytime. Let's call it right now. Tokyo 2020. Will we be here? Well, we're 
potentially going. I'm potentially going to 2020. That's right. Did you hear that, Chris? Yes, I I, I was aware of that. Dan's considering yeah. going. Yeah. Maybe we could have like a, a man in the field doing live reporting from 2020. <laughs> I I think we could. That'd be really that really cool. That would be really interesting. Like me walking around like, acting like a, a media personality. Yes. yes, we'll get you a microphone. Mm-hmm. We'll put like who would win cast on the side of it. Erica can do You'll, like a, like a and people in Japan recording kind of thing. We'll make that work. We'll make like really like, yeah. yeah. And uh people in Japan love Pokemon, correct? Yeah. That's so, like one of my favorite things. I mean, you're telling people that you're telling people that you're doing Pokemon Olympics. You're here to see their thoughts. I think I think we get some good feedback. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I, I you know interview people and say like, would you think? Do you think Snorlax would be really good at this this, this competition? <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, yeah, great question. We're calling it right here, folks. 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics. Dan will be there in the field representing the Who Would Win cast. Chris and I will be recording live in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming back, Dan. We really appreciate you. Appreciate you having you back. I can't speak. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Thanks. All right. So remember, there's going to be uh, some Twitter polls going out. I'm going to kind of release them maybe like daily just so that way it's not three all at once uh, where you can vote who you think would win in the three Olympic uh, competitions of – I almost forgot them – biathlon, curling, and figure skating where we had Jinx, Usaring, right? Ursaring? Ursaring. Thank you. And Polyrath for biathlon, War Turtle, Shuckle, and Glally for curling and Sneasel, ball toy and curlia for figure skating. And if you haven't already checked out definitely our Instagram page because I've been posting some pictures that I've made of the different Pokemon. Very well done. Thank you. Uh, engaging it. in the different um, Olympic events. I had a lot of fun making uh, making those. It's always one of my favorite things to do is look at your Instagram posts. I have a lot of fun making those pictures. Um, some of them I don't get to post on Facebook or, uh, Twitter. There's a way you can like link all the accounts, but sometimes it just shows the hyperlink. It doesn't actually show the image. That's why I kind of stopped doing that sometimes, but it's, it's hard to get all of them amongst all the different social medias. So definitely make sure you're following us on Instagram at who would win cast. That way you can see all of our, uh, different images that we post up there. All right. So please remember as always to subscribe, follow and rate, and please continue to participate in our show for the who would win cast. This has been Steve. This has been Chris and Dan. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. So tonight, I just want to take a minute to talk about America's fastest-growing sport that involves sliding rocks on frozen water, curling. Frosty chess, ice road sweeping, and broom goes the dynamite. Now, for those of you who have yet to join the curl squad, let me break down the complexities of the game. One person throws a rock across the ice while two others rub brooms in front of it. And you're all caught up. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.